From the world-famous city of New Orleans, it's the Black and Blue Report. Starring Sean Kelly, producer Dan, D-Dub and the Black and Blue Orchestra, and the Benchwarmers. Today's special guests include the New Orleans Saints, the New Orleans Pelicans, and whoever else we could get to stop by. Online and worldwide, it's the Black and Blue Report. Live, sort of, from Studio B, here's Sean Kelly. How goes it? Friday edition of the Black and Blue Report. Glad that you're with us. Hope you're ready for the weekend. I certainly am. Ready for uh, football and basketball this weekend, too. The uh, state championships underway yesterday. They continued today. There's a lot of buzz around the uh, Mercedes-Benz Superdome this morning as we come to you from our New Orleans Arena Studios for this edition of the Black and Blue Report. On today's Black and Blue Report, we mix it up, both football and basketball, with the Pelicans at home tonight to wrap up the homestand against the Memphis Grizzlies. We'll talk with the voice of the Grizzlies, Eric Hasseltine, uh, today on the show. We'll also uh, kind of set things up with regard to where the Pelicans go from here, as more specifically the road trip. It's a five-game, ten-day trip coming up here for the Pelicans. It starts tomorrow with travel to Denver. And, of course, we have Saints and Rams to talk about. And John DeShazer, the senior writer for NewOrleansSaints.com, will stop by to do that. And a little bit later in the show, we'll hear John's visit from yesterday with Junior Gallette, uh, part of one of the more potent sack duos now in the NFL, he and Cam Jordan, of course. So that'll be a nice visit before we get out of here on this Friday. Don't forget, kickoff on Sunday is at 325 Central Time on Fox or the uh, Saints Radio Network. And then basketball coverage tonight is on the uh, Pelicans Radio Network and Fox Sports New Orleans. Uh, One programming note about Sunday night's game at Denver, and I'll touch on this again before we get out of here on this Friday. The uh, New Orleans radio coverage will shift over to 1350 AM. That's 3WL, sister station of our flagship. Otherwise, you'll catch it on all the other uh, New Orleans Pelicans radio network stations across Florida, Mississippi, and Louisiana. Um, all right, speaking of the Pelicans, just got out of shoot-around a few moments ago as the Pels were getting ready for the Grizzlies tonight, and uh, Eric Gordon spoke with the media at the end of the session. Let's let you listen into that. We defeated the Grizzlies once this season. What's going to be the key to pulling that success through tonight at home? Uh, just execute on offense and be solid on defense. Uh, you know, they like to play slow place type game, and uh, we just got to keep on running, you know, get some easy transition baskets, but we definitely want to play faster against them. Yeah, for sure. Any way to, to get the face, pa- uh, get get a faster pace. You know, like I said, get those easy baskets, a lot of steals, and uh, and you know they're they're a tough team down low. You know, they usually they don't have Gasol tonight, but Zach Randolph still load, and you know they still get things going without him without Gasol. I heard the saying, "You are what your record says you are." Is this a final basketball team today? Um, we uh, Memphis. Yeah, you guys. Well, yeah, we 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 expect to be better for sure, and uh, you know now it's just you know with these. Uh, tough games coming up and with a road trip you know you definitely you know definitely want to buckle down and, and do the right things so that's necessary to win the game. You guys are getting more rebounds even though AD's on the bench. Is, is that a product of, of the guards maybe having to step up and, and get into the paint as well and rebounds and start the basketball? Yeah for sure I just think we I think we're you know knocking down shots more you know we're just we're just making better use of each other to make sure you know the ball goes in and Rebounded. That's what we definitely when AD went down. We definitely made sure that was key. For you, 
Yeah, I'm feeling pretty good. You know, I have knee issues here and there, but not not really nothing that bad. But I'm I'm fine, and uh, I look forward to trying to play every night. Is it a nice feeling? Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, you definitely definitely don't want to you know have to worry about injuries during the season. So now I just I'm more free flowing to play. What's important when you're going extended road trip? You're better than now. What's the, what's the key to being successful on such a trip? Well, it's definitely get a win before you go on the road trip, and definitely when you start the road trip, you got to get some early wins. But, you know, t- there are tough teams that we're playing against, and uh, I guess they're all, you know, have winning records, and, you know, you definitely want to, you know, still some definitely some wins early in the road trip. What's the crowd's been like here at home? Yeah, they've been good. You know, it's, you know, been a lot better since I've been here, and, and uh, you know, we definitely want to feed off their energy, so we could, you know, definitely... Uh, definitely win games here for sure. How important is it? I know you guys talk about winning at home. But how important is it to, to really get a, an impressive kind of home record, not just a winning record, but a good home record? Yeah, you, you definitely want to take care of home for sure. You know, no matter who it's against, and uh, on the road, you know, that's just a different task at hand, and you just want to do, you know, capable of being the teams that you're supposed to, and you know, whoever good team, you always want to take everybody, every, you know. Team a challenge. It's, it's a challenge whoever you go against. But it kind of balances out the road. Yeah, but for sure at home, you definitely want to take her at home. And, you know, roads are it's tough and it's just a different story. Can you talk about why it's been difficult for this team to close out wins? I mean, this Detroit the other night, double digit wins a number of times, but still it's, it's closing in, goes the overtime. It's, it's a recurring thing with this team. Is that something with you? Yeah, you know, we just have lapses sometimes. Sometimes we go on droughts where we don't score. Sometimes we go on droughts on defense where we just let teams get back in it. And it's all about being consistent with us. That's what it's been like this whole year. We can't have teams, you know, we have big leads and let them come back. and, and or, or they have big leads and we're trying to fight back some way, somehow. We, we just can't have drops. Is that a conversation piece during the game? I mean, even in, in timeout huddles and halftime, if you're up by double digits, you just keep Yeah, for sure. And, you know, we, we, we've always, you know, talked about that. And, and we just need we just need to stay at the task. You know, if we're playing at a high level, we need to maintain that. That's what normally the good teams do. Pelicans come into tonight's game 10-10. and 10, The Grizzlies at 10-11. and 11. Memphis probably looking for a little bit of payback. The Pelicans won the first meeting between these two at Memphis earlier this season. Again, 7 o'clock tip-off tonight. If you'd like to come on out to the arena, there are still some tickets available. And I want to say it's a guy's night out as well. Those details can be found at pelicans.com, or you can just pick up the telephone and call 504-525-HOOP. We're going to go back and forth a little bit today. Basketball, football, basketball, football. Up next, John DeShazer from NewOrleansSaints.com. He'll help us put kind of a wrap on the week of practice that was for the New Orleans Saints and give us his final thoughts going into the weekend against the St. Louis Rams. We'll do that in just one minute. Make the holiday season extra special for your favorite sports fan by giving the gift of Pelicans basketball. The Pelicans holiday plan presented by Austin Steakhouse is the perfect stocking stuffer. With packages starting as low as $45, you can choose any five games, including the Heat, Thunder, and Clippers. Plus, with every holiday plan purchase, you'll receive a free $25 Austin Steakhouse gift card. Call 525-HOOP or visit pelicans.com to get your holiday plan today. All-Star Electric is lighting up the future with the latest in LED lighting. All-Star Electric specializes in the installation and conversion of the newest LED lighting products. This lasting investment is virtually maintenance-free and offers significant savings on your next electricity bill. This is Tim Blanchard, president of All-Star Electric. 
Let us evaluate your building, parking lot, or home for an LED conversion because we know we can save you some money. Saints and Rams this weekend. We've been talking about it all week. Time to kind of put a wrap on it as far as Black and Blue Report goes. And as promised, the uh, senior writer for NewOrleansaints.com, John DeShazer, joins us here today. And uh, looking forward to the game on Sunday for sure, John. Um, and, and it seems like it's it's taken forever to get to the game. This this normal week seems abnormal now after what the uh, Saints have been through over the last month. We finally reached Friday, which, as you know, is this week a normal Friday for the New Orleans Saints. Yeah, I mean we've gone through this. We've been going through this process where you know Saturday has been Friday and Wednesday has been Friday and every day's been Friday except Friday because they keep playing these prime time games, whether it's Thursday night or Sunday night or, or Monday night or however it goes. And so, yeah, it's good to be into a, a normal, quote-unquote, routine. And even then, it got you know, pushed around a little bit. They got the game pushed back to 325 kickoff as opposed to the, the normal noon kickoff because they wanted to get more viewers, uh, Fox did, for television. So, yeah, but at least it's on Sunday as opposed to Sunday night or Monday night or Thursday night. So from that perspective, yes, it is wonderful to be back on schedule. Do we have any late developing news on either side, any new storylines here as we've kind of climbed to the end of the week? I think the only thing uh, of note really is that uh, Rams rookie receiver Tavon Austin has not practiced this week. He sprained an ankle on a 56-yard run last week. Um, everyone from the, all indications said that he was a day-to-day situation and, you know, all indications were that he's going to play Sunday. However, he has not yet practiced. Now, the big thing for that is, you know, he pretty much is the big play weapon in the in the Rams offense. He's got, you know, six plays of 55 yards or more, and he's uh, the team's leading scorer with six touchdowns. And all this has pretty much come in the last four four or five games. You know, for a while he was considered to be a quote-unquote bust, but he really has shown out lately, including a 98-yard you know uh, punt return for a touchdown, as well as you know an 87-yard reception for a touchdown. So, you know, he's got big play capabilities. He has not been on the field so far this week. We don't know what his status is going to be for Sunday. Obviously, if he's not playing, that's certainly a help for the Saints. And if he's not, and, and if he's not playing, it's a detriment for the Rams because. You know, it's a team that doesn't have a great deal of offensive weapons, although that running back, the, the rookie running back, uh, Zach Stacy, has proven to be pretty solid. But uh, Tavon Austin is the guy who would be able to stretch defenses and allow some room for some underneath, underneath routes. As the more I look at the Rams, the, the Tavon Austin certainly is at the top of my list as far as concerns with uh, St. Louis. But I guess right there with it, if not maybe a little bit above Austin, is the more I look at the Rams, John, their defensive front, whether it be their front seven or eight, uh, is of concern. There are some names there, and, and they do play hard. It seems like um, that if the Saints offensive line plays as well as they did last week, um, that may be the key to the game. Does it, does it boil down to that line of scrimmage? And I know that sounds cliche, and you could say that, or turnovers or anything else every week is the deciding factor, but in a week where I'm having a hard time finding great storylines or matchups, Maybe it does come down to that. Is is that off base or is that on the money? No, I think that's completely and totally on base. I mean, you're talking about a good, a couple of good rush ins and Robert Quinn and, and Chris Long. They combined for 19 and a half sacks. And so the Rams, you know, when they get on defense, obviously that's when the noise comes out. That's when communication potentially becomes a problem for the Saints and the and the Edward Jones don't. So if they can't hear. Maybe you have to go to sign language and, and all those kinds of things. 
and to try to combat it. And so that allows defensive linemen generally, you know, as we see here in the Superdome, that allows the defensive linemen to kind of get a beat on, on, on the offensive rhythm and get off the ball a little bit quicker. Sometimes it, you know, prohibits offensive linemen from hearing everything coherently and completely. And sometimes you get guys a little bit late out of their stands and those kinds of problems arise. So yeah, if the Rams can get it going defensively, that's where they're going to win the ball game because I don't know if they're going to be able to be great offensively, but sometimes, you know, you get the complimentary game going. The offense can feed off the defense or the defense can give the offense or short field. And if you're always driving, you know, 65 or, or, you know, 45 or 50 yards as opposed to having to drive 80, 85, that makes a huge, significant difference in a ball game. So, you know, uh, Saints tackles Charles, Charles Jones, Charlie Brown on, on the left side and Zach Streif on the right side. They're going to have to be on their P's and Q's. They're going to have to have some decent ball games because we know Robert Quinn and Chris Long are going to bring it all day. John, I like it when the Saints play with a kind of an I told you so attitude. After the Seattle game, I felt that's the way they went after Carolina. Now they go on the road to St. Louis where it hasn't been easy for them, and they've heard a lot of criticism this week again about are they a good enough team to, to win on the road and therefore in the playoffs. Do they go into the St. Louis game with a little of that I told you so after hearing this all week? Well, you know what? I think they are pretty salty. Uh, one, that wasn't a representative uh, team that they want to be shown as that showed up in Seattle and lost 34-7. So they want to atone for that. And they were steam, you know, still a little steamed about that last Sunday. We saw it in the result, 31-13 against Carolina, and they wanted to go back and show, look, that, that, that team that you saw on Monday night was not us. And they want to show here that last team that we that we showed you on the road, that's not us. Plus, there's an opportunity to clinch a playoff spot here. So there's a lot to play for, but a lot of it is simply these guys believe they're better than they've shown on the road, even though they've got a 3-3 three and three record on the road right now. But they, they're thinking along the lines of, look, we didn't put up put out a good product. I think Zach Streif's line was, you know, we didn't put, put a good product on tape. And the guys are cognizant of that, and they know if you go into St. Louis and you don't put up a good product on tape, the Rams still are capable of beating you. You know, the camp, the Rams just lost to Seattle at home 14-9 to earlier this season, so they're by no means slouches. They've had, you know, some down spouts this season, but they hadn't been slouches at home, and the Saints understand that, and historically, you know, the even though this is just Fisher's first time play, you know, playing the Saints as the Rams coach, Rams players in the past have believed in the Edward Jones Dome they could out-tough, out-physical the Saints. You know, the Saints have had that reputation of being a finesse team, and the Rams have been one of those teams that felt like they could out-physical the Saints. I don't think there's going to be any doubt that they believe the same thing this year, especially with Chris, Young, Chris, Chris Long and Robert Quinn, because Chris Long had a decent amount of success against Charlie Brown on that left side, you know, Chris, Chris Long being the right defensive end. The first time Charles Brown played in there, he had some great success against him. And Robert Quinn's been rushing against everybody. He's got 13 sacks, so he's been putting up numbers against everybody this season. So those guys are going to want to show that they are you know, a little tougher team than the Saints. But, again, the Saints want to show that that team that they put, that they put on the field in Seattle is not representative of what they are. They, they want to – I don't know if stick it to you is, is, is the way to say it, but they certainly have a little bit of a chip on their shoulder because they want to show that you know that's not who we are. John, you'll be embedded with the Saints all weekend long. What's their schedule like? How's it look starting tomorrow? Well, we roll out. Uh, we hit the airport about one thirty. I think we fly out about two thirty, and we get to St. Louis. And and uh, from what I hear, we touch down. It's going to be about fifteen degrees, so that'll be nice and brisk. 
and uh, from there we just uh, wait for game time. So uh, hopefully everything will go according to schedule, and we won't have to spend an extra night in St. Louis as we did in Seattle. <laughs> yeah, that, that that probably wouldn't go over very well. Uh, John DeShazer will be with you from St. Louis. He'll have a a report for you early on in game day, and then he'll uh, exclusively visit online with head coach Sean Payton. You'll find that on NewOrleansSaints.com a couple hours before kickoff and then follow John's coverage uh, on Twitter throughout and then post-game coverage certainly before the team heads for the airport at Lambert Airfield in St. Louis and heads back to New Orleans. Uh, Partner, I'll see you tonight. Pelicans and Grizzlies, but I appreciate your insight on the Saints as they uh, wrap up this Friday. Well, no problem. Looking forward to to the NFL, you know, spanking the Grizz a little bit. I see the Grizz a little bit beat up. And uh, hopefully the Pels are on an upswing. You know, they, you know, nice overtime win the other night, even though they went a little bit dry in the fourth quarter, but nice overtime win. So let's not you know, put in the extra work. Let's just do it in, in regulation tonight. It would be a great way to send uh, the team off on the road, wouldn't it? They leave tomorrow for Denver. John DeShazer, senior writer for NewOrleansSaints.com with us. Speaking of the Grizzlies, we'll talk with the voice of the Grizzlies, Eric Castletime, next. Are you ready for health care reform? At Blue Cross, we're ready to help. Learn all you can about health care reform at bcbsla.com slash reform. Here you'll find information on tax credits, health insurance options, answers to frequently asked questions, and a handy checklist to help you prepare. Visit us today at bcbsla.com slash reform and get ready. Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Louisiana is an independent licensee of the Blue Cross and Blue Shield Association and is incorporated as Louisiana Health Service and Indemnity Company. Basketball fans of all ages, NBA All-Star 2014 is coming to New Orleans and tips off with four days of wall-to-wall basketball action. February 13th through 16th, NBA All-Star Jam Session transforms the New Orleans Ernest M. Moriel Convention Center into 40 interactive activities, providing fans an authentic NBA experience where they can test their skills, score free autographs from NBA stars, and pick up the hottest NBA All-Star merchandise. Jam Session is your family's ticket to everything NBA All-Star. Tickets start at $10. Buy yours today at NBAevents.com. It's Pelicans game day. This is the Black and Blue Report. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. Our conversation shifts back to the basketball side. As we mentioned earlier in the program, the Pelicans are home tonight. They'll wrap up a four-game homestand and welcome in division rival Memphis. Uh, the Grizzlies come in at 10-11, and 11, the Pelicans 10-10. and 10. And to help us get ready tonight, we welcome in for the first time here the Black and Blue Report, the voice of the Memphis Grizzlies, Eric Hesseltine. Welcome to town, sir. Glad you're here. John, thanks for having me, buddy. Um, give me the latest on. Give me the latest storylines here on Memphis as I'm trying to catch up in my game prep on them. Well, we're a mass unit right now. We've got uh, a lot of guys out with injuries. Uh, Marcus Saul's been out uh, for the last seven games with a sprained knee. Uh, they're not sure when he'll be back. And, you know, a lot of people are trying to speculate, but the absence is indefinite according to team doctors. So they're going to play that one. Very cautiously, I think we'd be shocked to see him anytime before uh, January 15th. Uh, Quincy Pondexter's done for the year after breaking his foot, and we've been without Tony Allen, who was a first-team All-NBA defensive selection uh, at the two-guard position for the last handful of games. He's been out with a hip pointer, and Ed Davis, who's one of our backup big men, has been out with a sprained ankle as well. So uh, when it rains, it pours, and it just seemed like every game somebody else was going down, and the Grizzlies have... Uh, done very well against uh, the teams that you probably should beat, and they've really struggled against the elite teams in the West. And then teams that they sometimes have matchup problems with, like the Pelicans, uh, have given them problems as well. So, 
you know, I think at 10 and 11 right now after 21 games, everybody's kind of thinking, you know, just tread water and try to stay around 500 or at 500 if you can until Marcus All gets back and then you can try to make a run and try to get back to the postseason. Yeah, that'll change everything. You mentioned Tony Allen and Ed Davis. Uh, they're listed as day-to-day technically. Are, are they? Would they be a game-time decision tonight or or are they, are they really banged up? Uh, the dreaded game-time decision for guys like you and I. We never know when yeah. guys are going to go with those, and it, uh, it does change our prep work a little bit. I would be surprised uh, if Ed wasn't available to play tonight uh, just because I saw him in the morning shoot-around in the game the Grizzlies just fell to uh, Oklahoma City on Wednesday night, and he looked like he was moving around pretty well. Uh, Tony, it's tough to say. You know, he's. I think he wants to play, but I think Tony's also you know making sure that he's 100%. So, um I think there's a really good chance that Davis plays. There's a chance Tony Allen plays, and obviously there's no chance for Marcus Gasol or you know the former member of the New Orleans squad, Quincy Pondexter. Mm-hmm. Um, this may not be a fair question because of the injuries that we're talking about, but 21 games in, is, is has the, have the Grizzlies been able to identify themselves or, or gain any identity at all under Dave Yeager as head coach? Not really. I think they know their identity as a team that still, you know, goes through the post when when Mark's healthy with Mark and Zach Randolph, and uh, a team that will pound the ball inside and use that to open some things up. They've added a shooter in Mike Miller. They certainly lost one with Quincy's injury because he was kind of counted upon to come off the bench and knock threes down. But they've gotten a really good play out of a guy named John Luer that people probably aren't real familiar with out of Wisconsin, who was traded to the Grizzlies last year and has really worked hard and started to earn some minutes and. Kind of is that stretch four. He's not on the level of a Ryan Anderson, but he can make threes, and that does help. So I think they're trying to establish the identity that they've had all along as a, a tough, hard-nosed, defensive-minded basketball team. But, you know, when you're missing two guys that are all NBA defensive players, you suddenly become a tough, hard-nosed team that gives up layoffs a lot. So it's it's uh, it's been tough. It's been tough on the fans, and it's been tough on the players and everybody involved because – you know they're capable of playing better than they are, yet you also know it's really through no fault of their own. It's not like they're going out and not trying or just not getting what Dave Yeager wants them to do. It's just that they're outmanned. And you know, as you know, in this league, injuries are part of the league. Nobody's going to feel sorry for you, but even people that have looked around the league and just said, man, you guys are a different team without those guys. Eric Hasseltine, voice of the Grizzlies, with us here on the Black and Blue Report. Uh, these two teams saw each other in game six for each. Mike Conley had 26 points. Uh, if if I'm looking for a matchup tonight worth worth watching or having a little fun with, it's got to be Conley and Holiday tonight. That one intrigues me again. Yeah, they're both really good. Um, I really like Drew Holiday. I thought that was a great move when the Pelicans picked him up. And Mike Conley, you know, couldn't be playing in any better basketball. He has really, really taken his game to another level this year. So that's a matchup that I think if the Grizzlies are relying on Mike Conley to do the uh, the bulk of the scoring, they could be in trouble. Uh, they really need Mike Conley to be in that you know 14 to 22 point range, but also distributing the ball, getting six to nine assists, and you know breaking down defenses with dribble penetration. If he's having to look to score, it generally means the Grizzlies are are having some problems. But uh, I think that matchup's a great one. I think it's two point guards that uh, you know don't get put into the talk of the elite point guards, but I think. You know, they show at times that they can be in that category. Drew Holiday was an all-star last year. Mike Conley uh, has played incredibly well this year in the team in scoring, but also has been, you know, just really good, not only on the defensive end, but also on the offensive side, distributing the basketball. So 
I think that's a lot of fun if people are heading to the game tonight. Uh, that's one you definitely want to keep your eye on. New Orleans and Memphis are in the Southwest Division, which is uh, seemingly year in and year out, proven to be one of the toughest divisions in the NBA, and it's certainly a part of the Western Conference, which is so dominant over the East right now. E, there's been a lot of talk here about whether or not this division setup should continue or should there be a change the way that the playoffs get seeded and whatnot. Where, where do you stand on this whole deal? Well, you know, I, I think for people in New Orleans and even people in Memphis, and I would even go up to Minneapolis, those three teams really would love nothing more than Adam Silver to say, okay, by the way, you guys are really further east than anybody else. We're going to put you in the Eastern Conference and change it up a little bit. Uh, but I don't think that's going to happen. I like the divisions. Uh, I, I do. I, the unbalanced schedule is what it is. You're going to have an unbalanced schedule one way or the other. And, yeah, certainly the Grizzlies and Pelicans draw the short end of the straw, having to play four games every year against each other, which always tends to be you know, tough matchups. And then you've got Dallas, who's been obviously very good over the years, and they're good again this year. Houston, who's taken a big step forward with the addition of Dwight Howard. And then you got San Antonio, who are trying to disprove the theory that Father Time is undefeated, and they're trying to knock him off his pedestal uh, with a bunch of veterans and, and playing incredible basketball. So, yeah, it kind of stinks in that manner, but, you know, you're going to have to win games somewhere. And if you're going to tell me that, oh, well, you're only going to have to play three games against San Antonio this year instead of four, I think, okay, well, yeah, that helps a little bit, but, uh, you know, nobody in the West, per se, is really a pushover. You've got two teams that are struggling, obviously, with Utah and uh, Sacramento, but I expect Sacramento to be better after the Rudy Gay trade. And, you know, the other 13 teams in there are all, you know, right around 500 or better. And, you know, Minnesota's better. Phoenix has been better than people expected. Portland's playing amazing basketball. And these are teams people nobody expected to do anything. The Lakers without Kobe Bryant, nobody expected them to be 500. And, there they are right there, and then you throw in the teams that have been in the postseason. and It's just a tough road. So, you know, I think it's good that they explore options and, and check things out, but, uh, you know, I'm kind of one for tradition. I hate to see, with you know, all the college football realignment that some of the great rivalries kind of go by the wayside, that, you know, Alabama and Tennessee and the SEC aren't going to play each other every year. And so I would kind of be disappointed that you didn't have two home and two road games against teams you've developed a little rivalry with. I think there's a uh, a respect and a little bit of a rivalry here with New Orleans and Memphis because they're close together. There's definitely a rivalry for the Grizzlies with the, the San Antonio Spurs. And, you know, I like seeing Dallas and Houston. And I'm okay with, even though it's probably their biggest rival with the L.A. Clippers, if one year you have to only play them three times, and that's the case this year. So um, I'm one that just says if it's not broke, don't fix it. But I don't really think it's broken to the point where it needs fixing right now. Good, good stuff. Uh, you know, I don't know where I am on the division stuff. I do. I would like to see just give me the sixteen best teams and and go from there. But you know, that's that's just me looking at the East and going, "Are you kidding me?" But that's you know, that's right. a whole other show. Um, well, it, as you know, and I don't, I don't want to cut you off. But yeah. As you know, it runs in circles, and you know, the East could turn with this draft if all these teams are so bad. And let's be honest, a lot of those teams are trying to be bad. I mean, they're, they're, they're not really anxious to go out and spend a bunch of money on a team that, that's just going to get, you know, blasted by either Indiana or Miami in the first round. So um, I agree that the 16 best teams, you'd like to see it that way, but that could turn around in a hurry. So I just think that, that this is the way it's always been. It's, it's the way it is in every sport. And we, we saw it, and it was unfortunate here for Saints fans when they had to go to Seattle. And the year that Seattle, I think, was either 7-9 and nine or 8-8 eight and eight and won the NFC West, it beat New Orleans in, in the first round of the playoffs uh, 
which is not a great memory here. I understand that, but uh, you know that's just the way pro sports are. And I think if you start going around changing that, it, it really just kind of now you're looking around, and um, it, it's a tougher sell, I think, than people are going to realize. It's New Orleans and Memphis tonight at New Orleans Arena, 7 o'clock tip-off. Eric Hasseltine, the voice of the Grizzlies, our guest. Uh, one last question before I let you go. E, from the uh, Memphis perspective, what is job number one tonight for the Grizzlies? Oh, I think it's get the ball to number 50. Zach Randolph's got to play through him, and you got to get him established. I think that's job one. And then job two, uh, you know, the options, Anthony Davis is, is slow down the dribble penetration, Drew Holiday, and make sure – you're getting the shooters like like Eric Gordon and like Ryan Anderson that can really beat you, and that that great equalizer that's known as the three point shot that can put big runs on you in a hurry. The Grizzlies are going to have to do a better job defending the perimeter than they've done as of late. Good stuff, my friend. I'll see you tonight at the arena. Always a pleasure, my friend. Uh, thanks for having me on. Absolutely, Eric Hasseltine with the Grizzlies here on the Black and Blue Report. Looking forward to this matchup tonight at seven before the Pelicans hit the road for five games out west. When we come back, we'll visit with Junior Gallette and get us ready for the Saints and Rams this weekend. Okay, you've just been told you have a serious heart issue. Congestive heart failure, a valve problem, a complex rhythm disorder. Now what? At Auctioner, we suggest you take a moment and do some research. When you do, you'll find Auctioner Medical Center has the only heart program in the region ranked among the nation's best by U.S. News & World Report. We routinely treat the most complex cases with revolutionary procedures such as surgical and non-surgical valve replacements and the total artificial heart. And we have the largest, most comprehensive program for treating arrhythmias in the Gulf South, offering options not available elsewhere in the region. At the end of the day, the most important thing to hear is... I just saw your test results and they look great. No problems. Leading Edge Care. Just one more reason to choose an auctioner affiliated physician. For an appointment, visit auctioner.org or call 1 866 auctioner. That's O C H S N E R. Auctioner. Healthcare with peace of mind. Sure has been fun watching Junior Gillette this season. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. Gillette and the Saints getting ready for the Rams on Sunday afternoon. Gillette's now in his fourth season, and here he is. As a full-time starter for the first time in his career, tied for 13th with nine sacks on the season. Yesterday, after practice, our own John DeShazer sat down with Junior Gallette. Uh, Junior, three sacks in the last game that took you up to nine, I think, for the season. You and Cam Jordan becoming one of the premier defensive end tandems in the league. Uh, just talk about your progress and in terms of rushing the pass. Everybody knew you could, but nobody knew what you'd be able to do with the extended playing time. Right. I mean, obviously, I, I hope everybody knows now, but um, obviously, it's a credit to just everybody up front, like, and in the back in the secondary, that's doing a great job, better than ever since I've been here. You actually have, like, you know, probably a full second more of getting to the quarterback, and then you have the guys on the inside. We've had push that we've we've never had since I've been here, you know, with Akeem or whether it's uh, Glenn Foster or John Jenkins or, you know, Tyrone Walker. They all create pressure inside up the middle where the quarterback cannot step up. I can get the best speed rush I can in previous years, but quarterback could just step up because we didn't have that interior threat, and now we do. I feel like um, and then Cam's taking advantage on the other side as well, so we are just playing well together. You know, Coach Payton mentioned your hunger and your work ethic. Even since you've gotten here, he would just mentioned how you're a nonstop guy. Where does that drive come from? Uh, I think the fact that I literally came from nothing. Uh, you know, I was born in poverty, but... Uh, 
my dad, you know, saying watching him when I was when I came here, and how hard he worked to to bring my parents into America and to bring his uh, his wife and and my mom and my other brothers. He brought all of us in, you know, single handedly, and I, I just saw his drive and his determination just to be successful. Whatever it was that he did, you know, so um, it came a lot came from him and my mother as well. She's passionate as well, and just watching them, you know, saying as as parents, you know, be cohesive and just willing to adapt to the you know, American lifestyle and, and do whatever it is necessary for us to be able to have opportunities like I have right now. Now, you mentioned him bringing you in. Um, just talk about that whole process. I mean, because a lot of people don't know that about you. Just talk about that process. Well, um, obviously, they they had left me when I was about, uh, I don't know, about eight months old, I'd say, yeah, in Haiti, Port-au-Prince, Port-au-Prince, Haiti. Um, uh, right inside of like Quad Bouquet, that's that's the city where I, my mom is from, and my dad is from Lapland, which is a city like basically it's outside in the country area. Um, brought me here about uh, ten years old, and uh, uh, they told you they left me about like eight months, and ever since then I've I've uh, just been happy to be in America and just uh, feeling really fortunate. Uh, knowing that where I came from, how bad things could really get. Now, this land of opportunity affords you the opportunity to beat up on quarterbacks. You get another chance to do that. <laughs> you get another chance to do that on Sunday. Uh, give us your thoughts on Kellen Clemens and the St. Louis offense. Well, obviously, they have a running game that I feel like is very underrated in the league. This running back has rushed more yard, for more yards than anybody in the past six weeks, uh, except for Adrian Peterson. And it's a big name, household name. Everybody knows that. But I think this running back, Zach Stacy, people are really going to know about him enough coming years um they do have a, a, a good offense and feel like we have to stop the run game for us to get opportunities to do what we do best is get after the quarterback on third down that's saints defensive lineman junior galette and our own john DeShazer. back to wrap up today's black and blue report on this friday in just a moment hey there what you have um what kind of specials do you have today well, tonight we're doing $2 benzene and tonics, $4 lemon arsenics, and $5 beryllium bombs. Wait, what? Those don't sound like drinks. They sound like types of poison. Well, it's a fine line. Besides, this is a smoky bar. What do you think we're all breathing in right now? Uh, I don't know. Nicotine? Listen, I'm going to hook you up. You're not really living until you've had a formaldehyde martini. Yeah, I'm going home. Secondhand smoke does more than just stink. It costs Louisiana thousands of lives and contains dozens of harmful chemicals that lead to things like emphysema, heart disease, and lung cancer. Learn what's being done to protect all Louisianans in bars and gaming facilities at letsbetotallyclear.org. Follow us on Twitter at Black Blue Report. I waited till the very end of the program today to, you know, bring up the whole Friday the 13th thing. I'm actually, I'm not superstitious, and today is my brother's birthday. He is a member of the Special Forces of the United States Army, so I want to give him a special birthday shout-out today. So happy birthday, Tim. You're still the younger brother, but now you're getting older. Uh, anyway, we're wrapping up today's Black and Blue Report. Our thanks to Daniel Salerson for producing not only today's show, but all week long. He'll be uh, with us next week in a, probably a larger capacity as I'll be out on the road out west, uh, and I'll be with you as much as I can, but Daniel will be uh, also taking us through preparations for the Saints and Panthers next week and through that five-game road trip for the uh, 
Pelicans says that will begin Sunday night in Denver. That's going to be a really tough road trip. It includes games against the Warriors, the Clippers, the Trailblazers, and the Kings. First things first, though, tonight the Pelicans are wrapping up the homestand against Memphis, looking for their second win over the Grizzlies this year and their second win of this homestand. That would give them a winning record in uh, preparation for that West Coast trip. Hope you'll join us, whether it be on the radio or the television tonight. That's on the uh, New Orleans Pelicans Radio Network and, of course, on Fox Sports New Orleans. But even better yet, why not come on out? It's Friday night. Um, check out this ball club. I think that you like the way that they represent the city right now as hard as they're playing and trying to make do without Anthony Davis for here a little while longer. There are tickets available. It is a guy's night out, so a very good promotion there. The details can be found at pelicans.com, and I know the team would really, really appreciate uh, a nice, loud building here tonight before they head out west. That'll take us right up until uh, the uh, Christmas holiday. Uh, otherwise, we'll uh, talk to you about Saints and Rams this weekend on NewOrleansSaints.com. And uh, again, as I mentioned when John was on, full coverage pretty much all day long, starting with John's first report from St. Louis, his visit with head coach Sean Payton, and then wrapping up later that night with a little post-game wrap and some locker room reaction from the Saints as they look to uh, continue and push toward the finish here. They would be looking for their 11th win. And uh, that would set up a nice big matchup with Carolina at Carolina one week from Sunday. That'll do it for us on this Friday. I hope that you have a great rest of your Friday and a wonderful weekend. Uh, Take a little time out from the shopping and the chores and all that to enjoy the two teams that we love in this town. Of course, our New Orleans Saints and our New Orleans Pelicans. It sure was my pleasure to bring you what I could this week, and we want to thank all of our guests. It was a lot of fun getting to talk to some very interesting people around the country. Until later tonight for Pelicans Basketball, Sean Kelly saying so long for just a while. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report. If all goes well, we'll be back next week. Tune in each weekday at 12 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at NewOrleansSaints.com and Pelicans.com. Follow your teams direct from the source. The Black and Blue Report. 